One of the defining approaches in the firm's consulting model of grooming future consulting leaders is the fact that we don't outsource our training. We're not going to give you a book to read. We're not just going to give you some videos to watch. Every client that we've had, when we list 279 clients, that means we have personally worked with 279 clients over the duration of their development until the end of the program. So we knew each of them very personally, spending an average of 15 to 18 hours with each candidate and probably more over emails and so on, right? So when we talk about a client, we have this very personal knowledge about them. But what is the use of personal information if we cannot use that? And this is where our mentorship model has over time evolved to what I think is a very good development. We collect a ton of data on clients, and I mean a ton. For every single candidate, we are collecting data about on about 249 variables. And it's not an exaggeration. We are collecting data on literally 249 variables. So think about how this works, right? We are collecting Every candidate has a file with us. It's both a hard file and an electronic file. So what happens is that we can take all of the emails they've sent us for communication before they join the program, during the screening process, all of the recordings, we record all of the screening processes. We collect a lot of data on that. Each of our training calls recorded, right? All of communications recorded. We can load all of that up into a system we have in Wistia. And we have an API in Wistia that allows us to plug in, take all of the recordings and all of the text and transcribe it. So all of the recordings are transcribed into text and we can then analyze that text. But we can do more than that, right? The system allows us to track the number of mistakes the client made per case. So we know which cases clients did. How many mistakes did they make in that case? What type of mistake was it? Did they finish the case? How long did they take? Why didn't they finish the case? What is the time between a session? Why did they delay? How flexible were they in, in, in changing times when we asked them to change it? When did they do most of their training? Do they do it in the evening after work? Do they do it in the morning? If they do it in the morning, do they do better? If they do it in the evening, do they do better? If they do it in the weekend, do they do better? How much of the videos do they watch? Do they do better when they watch all of the prescribed video from our library or do they do worse when they watch all of the prescribed videos? Do they do better when they watch a video the day before or the week before? Or is there no change? All of the data we collect, we also have control groups. Some of our clients agree to be a control group where we won't give them access to certain things. When we built the, control, the consulting offer, we actually had a control group at the Harvard Business School. Most of them went through that program, but a small group, because they joined the program too late, we decided not to give them access to the material and they served as a control group. So we could see if the same group of individuals who have relatively the same background would have the same results, worse or better results, if we remove the core elements of the training, right? Now, we collect all this data, but we've recently started using this data to look for patterns, gaps, and so on. So when I sit down and I say, hey, you know what? We know that candidates who do X, Y, Z actually do worse or better in the program. I'm, just, I'm not just making that up. We have the numbers. 
we have the data we will make a lot of that data available to our clients very shortly but we have a lot of that data if you go to the consulting offer and you look at the infographics you can see some of the very basic data we collect we don't make all of the data available because there's such a thing as data overload so we make the most interesting data available but you can look there for just those four candidates the kind of interesting observations we can make with some of the data we collect now we collect this data for all candidates well not all candidates when you started doing it from the time we had about 50 clients and we and I think that we've become a lot better over the last few uh, over the last year and a half when we you know, moved into Wistia which allowed us to do a ton of things with the data right but the point is we can see correlations we never saw before we could see patterns we've never seen before you know, by analyzing this data set recently we picked up there was a group of we picked up that what we call you know these the, the woman premium that's where the theme the woman premium comes from and we we're analyzing the data set we found that there was this group of outlier females from central asia russia and southeast asia seven of them or eight of them that had on paper the worst possible profile but they did the, the best in the program what was the common characteristics between them the data set we collected pointed us in that direction then we went out and spoke to the clients and we managed to corroborate a lot of the information and so on now why this is important is because if we give advice we're not basing this on hearsay or opinion we don't give op we don't give advice and opinion i'm not going to say i think no when i say this is what i think you need to do and it's not what I'm thinking, it's based on what the data is saying we need you to do. And and this is important to us because one of the things we notice is that the amount of information on the internet is massive and the quality of the information on the internet is terrible. You go onto the internet and you read and you try to you know profile yourself that you can come up with a seizure at the end of the process. A seizure because it's mind-boggling how contradictory things are. Two, it's usually wrong. So the concept of collecting this data is something we started about two years ago and we decided that every single client we keep a large spreadsheet of them we collect all of the information we load it into Wistia Wistia already has information that you know looks at how they're performing and we can then look for patterns and trends now what we're also doing is that when a client wants to join the program We've built a loose correlation model. I'm not saying it's perfect. It's a pretty good model that tells us, okay, if this is your profile, let's run it in the model, and the model will tell us, based on your profile, what is the probability of getting an offer or not. Now, the reason we don't have that out on our website is because it is not an exact science. We, we're still working on this model, and I don't think it's ever going to be an exact science. But it's interesting for us to see if we can model these things, and I think we'll get fairly accurate over time, but we probably need more data to do this. So... In designing the program, we're not basing this just on years, say, and look, I was a partner, Kevin was a partner, lots of partners there, right? But we left about five to six years ago. So things have changed a lot in five to six years. Also, things are different from the you know, offices we covered. You know, I, I worked a lot out of the emerging markets, London and so on. Um, the other partners worked at different offices. We can't assume that the same patterns and same behavior applies to Australia or, or another market. So we use the model to collect data on clients in those markets to see how it plays up against our intuition and what we think is the right thing to do. The data collection is a core part of what we do. It's a core way that, I wouldn't say differentiate ourselves because I don't think we need to differentiate ourselves, but it's, it's a way of making sure that when we give advice to clients, it's backed with a modicum of reality. And it's not because it sounds like the right thing to say. A lot of the advice we give is very counterintuitive. And people say, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you say that? We can say it, 
because for 279 clients, we have the data to back it up. We know that of the 100 clients we tried this, what percentage succeeded? Of the 100 we didn't try it, what percent percentage succeeded? What are the similarities? How do we you know, clean out seasonality and so on? So the data collection is really important for us to give you advice that may be painful to you but will work versus just telling you things you want to hear and you go along happy as a you know little penguin because you're hearing what the forums are telling you to do but you won't be successful at the end of the day. We make decisions with data. If the data does not corroborate it, it doesn't mean we're wrong or the data is wrong. We have to find out why there's a difference. And sometimes there are valid reasons why it would differ. We're either using our intuition from a different experiences and the data is built up a data set from a different part of the world. So those kind of things happen at times. But at all times, we have to make sure that the data is either informing or supporting our decision. So we collect data on a ton of things. We'll make more and more available over time, but obviously things that can be useful. And in our hope is that in time we can automate this model and make it available on our website.